Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. This is Steve Z, the host of the program that tells it like it is. We've been away from the microphone here and there over the past week, being on vacation for Thanksgiving. Now we're back. Let's see if we can get to the headlines, find out what the hell is going on in America. Joe Biden, who used the media and stall tactics during the midterm elections to try and fool the American people into thinking he had the economy under control, has once again proven to be the liar in cheat instead of the commander in chief. Joe Biden was telling everyone, we've got the solution to the railroad workers strike, which will cripple the United States economy. I warned you of this four months ago when they first started talking about a railroad workers strike. Biden tried pandering to the railroad workers union, you know, unions who love Democrats, but it was a misguided attempt on Biden's part. And now here we are days away from Christmas in the midst of the very, very busy Christmas holiday season of shopping. And the railroad workers are once again talking about a major strike, which would cost the economy over $2 billion, with a B, dollars per day and cause lots and lots of products to be spoiled, expired, or simply never make it to the shelves in time. Biden is calling on Congress now. Please do something. What the hell can Congress do? What the hell can Biden do? The railroad workers wanting more and more and more because they can no longer afford to keep up with Joe Biden's inflation. When they go home at the end of a very hardworking shift of working on the railroad all the live long day, they have less spending power because of Joe Biden's inflation. It's that simple. They want more so that they can try and keep up with the 13, 15% loss of income since Biden took office that they are experiencing. Oh, Biden can say inflation is heading in the right direction, but it is still at 40 year highs. 7% inflation in the month of October on top of 7% inflation the year before in October. Mr. Biden, means people are paying over 14% more for goods and for services this year than they did when Donald Trump was our president. But don't worry, the Fed is going to come to the rescue. The Fed is going to start easing up on their interest rate hikes, right? According to Markets Insider, the Fed just crushed hopes of rate cuts anytime soon and the U.S. economy will suffer stagflation next year, according to top economic strategists. Fed officials say the inflation fight is not over. Of course it's not over. They're claiming we had 7% increase in inflation this year in October versus last year in October. But the reality of the situation is your turkey dinner most likely cost you 25 to 29% more this year than it did last year. And you get to do it all over again for Christmas dinner. You think Christmas dinner is going to be any less expensive than Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Silly wabbit. Twix are for kids. These words from the Fed are a reality check and a bucket of ice cold water for investors, according to Christopher Smart. Christopher Smart? 
Who is Christopher Smart, you might ask? Christopher Smart is the chief global strategist and the head of Barings Investment Institute. Prior to that, he was a senior fellow in the Geoeconomics and Strategy Program at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. He spent time as Barack Hussein Obama's administration's chief economist. The guy kind of knows a little bit about macroeconomics, and he knows that Joe Biden and his economy has screwed every single American. The top strategist expects weak growth, stubborn inflation, and rate hikes to around 5-plus percent starting early next year. By the way, if you're worrying about next year, just remember, my friends, it's only 32 days away. Next year is only 32 days away. Federal Reserve officials have dashed investors' hopes of an early end to inflation and a prompt pivot from hiking interest rates to cutting them. Instead of rebounding, the U.S. economy will likely shrink and face more price increases throughout next year, Christopher Smart has stated. Two of the Fed's regional presidents warned on Monday that inflation threat has not faded in the U.S. and they will have to lift rates even higher and keep them there throughout next year to curb soaring prices. Inflation has surged to 40-year highs this year, spurring the Fed to hike rates from almost zero in March to well over 4% today to put a curb on rising prices. While those higher rates might temper inflation, they're not. They're not working, Mr. Biden. It discourages spending. It discourages borrowing. It discourages companies from hiring and maintaining a workforce. And this can plunge our nation into a recession. And of course, that is a mirror image of what Jimmy Carter did to this country 40 years ago. Oh well, my friends. It's a brave new world and you are stuck in it. Thank you, Joe Biden. Now that the Thanksgiving holiday is over, Black Friday and Cyber Monday is behind you, and you still have a refrigerator filled with Thanksgiving Day leftovers, have you looked in the mirror? Have you stepped on the scale? Has the reality of overeating finally taken hold? Did you gain 3, 5, 12 pounds in one day? Perhaps now, after Thanksgiving, is a good time to reflect on just how much that Thanksgiving feast actually cost you. Were you fooled once again by the leftist, mainstream, liberal, progressive, woke media into thinking that Joe Biden's 40-year high inflation was only 7% last month? Tell me, Einstein, why this year's Turkey Day feast actually cost you 29% more than last year. That was 19% more than it cost in 2019. So tell me, genius, why gasoline is still double this year what it was in 2019. Are you still being lied to by the Biden administration while they desperately try to blame Putin, Big Oil, or even Haji at the corner gas station? Or perhaps somehow, according to Biden, it's still somehow, some way, Donald Trump's fault, two years into the Biden regime. Why are new cars and used cars priced through the roof? Why is furniture up over 30%? Do you still think Biden's inflation is only 7% when every single thing that you purchase is up double digits? Not too bright there, are you? This message brought to you by America's public school systems, teaching racist math to the ignorant for 230 years. Speaking of Joe Biden and his choices to be leaders in the Democratic Party and his administration, 
It was bad enough when his Department of Health and Human Services secretary, Dr. Richard Levine, the guy with a sex change who didn't lose his beans and franks, just the big, fat, old, gray-haired guy who dresses up like a woman, better known as a drag queen, not really a transgender by any definition of the word, a guy with man boobs, a pot belly, and long gray hair who dresses up like a woman. That was bad enough, you would have thought. But Biden also has a gender-fluid drag queen nuclear official who has now been charged with stealing a woman's luggage. This is a bald-headed guy who shaves his head but has a porno mustache, one of those porn stashes, dresses up in red lace dresses, puts on women's jewelry, and bright red lipstick over his giant buck teeth. His name is Sam Brenton. He is the Department of Energy's chief nuclear waste disposal official. He identifies as gender fluid, which means if he feels like staring at little boys' penises, he can go into the little boys' bathroom. But if he feels like a man for a change and wants to see little girl parts, he can dress up like a woman and go in the girls' bathroom, and he thinks that's perfectly okay. Sam Brenton, the Gender Fluid Energy Department's chief nuclear waste disposal official, has been charged with felony theft after stealing a female victim's luggage at a Minneapolis airport in September. According to court documents, Brenton, who was hired by the Biden administration in February of this year, was caught on camera stealing a woman's roller bag at the airport's baggage claim area. On September 16th, a criminal complaint filed on October 27 says that footage from the security cameras shows Brenton taking the woman's luggage from the baggage carousel, removing the tags, and then leaving the scene at a quick pace. Quote, after defendant took the blue bag from carousel 7, Defendant is observed leaving the airport in a rideshare vehicle with the blue bag. Records from the American Airlines confirmed that the defendant did not check a bag when the defendant departed the Washington, D.C. to Minneapolis airport. In other words, this freak of nature, this guy who can't decide whether he's a guy or a girl, so he calls itself gender fluid, stole a woman's luggage because he, she, it was too lazy to bring he, she, its own clothing from Washington, D.C. to Minneapolis. Maybe mid-flight, he, she, it, Brenton said, I wonder what I'm going to do when I get off the plane. I didn't bring any clothing. I didn't bring any makeup. I didn't bring any toiletries. I didn't bring any bras or panties. And I don't really feel like doing this as a man. I know. I'll steal some woman's luggage, and then I'll have all of her stuff. Let me size one up. Yep, she's about my size. Ooh, I like what she's wearing now. I bet what's in her luggage looks even better. I'm going to steal her stuff. And then when I get to my hotel, I'm going to dress up and pretend to be her. Now, he, she, it, Brenton, initially, after being questioned by the cops on October 9th and shown the security footage showing this nuclear official of the Biden administration carrying the stolen luggage through Dulles International Airport. According to the complaint, Brenton initially claimed the bag was taken by mistake. Wait a minute, you didn't check a bag, but you made a conscious decision to go down to the baggage claim area and steal a bag on purpose, knowing you didn't put a bag on the plane to begin with. Taken by mistake? Typical Democratic Party lies. 
walking back. Oops, I made a mistake. According to the complaint, Brenton initially claimed the bag was taken by mistake and no clothing or objects had been removed from the case. But then, of course, the story had to be revised. The complaint reads, approximately two hours later, defendant called the complainant, the woman whose bag was stolen. Defendant supposedly apologized for not being completely honest. Defendant admitted to taking the blue bag, but stated they were tired and took the suitcase thinking it was theirs. Defendant said when he, she, it opened the bag at the hotel, it was then that he, she, it realized it was not theirs. Theirs, the personal pronoun of he, she's, and it's. The complaint reads, Defendant got nervous that people would think they stole the bag and didn't know what to do, so the defendant stated they left the clothes from the bag inside the drawers at the hotel room. Get it? He, she, it probably tried on the clothing and realized, oh, this woman's got bigger boobs than me, and I'm a dude, so I don't know. Maybe I can stuff it with these socks. No, that doesn't quite look right either now, does it? Oh, and what was she thinking with this neckline? None of the female victims' clothing were even found in Brenton's hotel room, according to the woman whose bag was stolen. She says the contents of her bag were valued at over $2,000. Well, the victim still has not received her bag as of October 27th, saying the items were worth over $2,000. Brenton could receive the maximum penalty of five years in jail, a $10,000 fine, or both if he, she, it is found guilty according to Minnesota law. This article was written using the pronoun they and theirs because that's how this freak of nature identifies itself, himself. The Energy Department told the Daily Caller News Foundation that Brenton is currently on leave and not performing any duties and Brenton would not respond to any request for comment. The Minneapolis St. Paul Airport Police Department also declined to comment on the case as it is still ongoing and under investigation. On June 22nd, Sam Brenton attended an evening tea at the Playboy Playhouse in New York City. Brenton was enjoying engaging in what they call pup play, as well as other forms of animal role-playing and sexual fetishes, which include tying up a sexual partner and eating a meal from off of that sexual partner's body while watching Star Trek. Okay, this is a person who the Biden administration vetted and said, yes, we'll let you be an official in the nuclear power program's nuclear waste disposal system. You seem qualified. God help us all. Further, of course, proving that the Biden administration in and of itself is completely inept and off their rockers. This is the Truth Hurts program. There has been a lot of talk in the media, especially in the progressive liberal so-called woke circles in the United States about people questioning their gender identities in America. Yes, there are a few in other countries, but not nearly as many as here in the good old USA. We here at biology, the scientific community, the real doctors, the nurses, the medical professionals, we have come up with a foolproof way for every single American to truly tell what their gender identity actually is. It's a centuries-old method rooted in actual science, and it is almost 100% accurate. 
This simple two-step process involves scientifically proven, accurate and correct information to anyone questioning their sexual truth. Step 1. Look at your genitals. It's the spot at the top of your inner thighs, between the hips, just below the navel, where your legs meet. Step 2. If you see a penis and a scrotum, you are a male. If you see a vagina or the absence of a penis and scrotum, you are a female. It's that simple. This message brought to you by science and creation. According to the Daily Caller, Joe Biden is demolishing our nation's chances to stop another 9-11 style attack. The air marshals are calling out Joe Biden for deploying them to the southern border. The leader of an air marshals association condemned the Biden administration on Monday for deploying them to the U.S.-Mexico border, arguing that the mission is compromising air travel security. It is. The Department of Homeland Security, under Alejandro Mayorkas, at the direction and behest of Joe Biden, is axing federal agencies to send personnel to the border for several months. The Transportation Security Administration's Executive Assistant Administrator, Terrell Stevenson, and Federal Air Marshal Security Service recently told personnel that the border deployment has become operationally necessary to assign. According to the government executive, Terrell Stevenson, citing an internal email, the Air Marshal National Council Executive Director, Sonia Labasco, said U.S. Air Marshals need to be moved back to their role in ensuring the safety of air travelers. We've been decimated, Sonia said. We've been depleted. We are now on less than 1% of flights in the United States of America. These ground-based duties that they're pulling us out of the sky to go to the border are just demolishing our chances at stopping another 911-style attack. We empathize with what's happening at the border as human beings. However, it does not take away the responsibility or the oath that we have taken as air marshals to protect our aviation domain. Federal border authorities have seen record illegal migration at the southern border since Joe Biden took office. More than 2.3 million encounters last year alone, well over 3 million this year. Somehow, Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris and Alejandro Mayorkas are all chanting the same lie that our border is secure. Labasco continued, Americans' belief that they're safe while traveling on commercial planes because there are U.S. air marshals on board simply is not true. A Utah man traveling on a commercial flight was recently charged after assaulting a female passenger with a razor blade. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Utah, the victim's husband solicited help from the flight attendant on board as the woman lunged for the aisle to escape while the man with the blade tried to grab her by the shoulder. We actually wrote Biden a letter over the weekend because we had a level four and a level three incident, Labasco said, explaining that the organization had not received any replies from the Biden administration. Well, why would they? Biden was on vacation for a whole week down in the basement at his Rehoboth Beach home. Level four means someone tried to breach the cockpit. Level three, we had two of those, means there were life-threatening behaviors on an aircraft. An individual with a straight razor to a passenger's throat had to be subdued. No air marshals on those flights. No, 
They're busy eating tacos and sipping margaritas at the southern border instead of doing what they were hired to do because the Biden administration is inept, incompetent, incapable of running the nation the way it should be run. <sighs> this group, these air marshals, are begging Joe Biden and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to please stop the deployment of air marshals from aircraft and sending them to the border. A spokesperson for TSA said, like in 2019, federal air marshals have deployed to the southwest border in support of our customs and border protection colleagues, and we are grateful for their work. The deployment of federal air marshals to execute DHS's mission at the southwest border on a reimbursable basis is temporary. At the same time, our expert federal air marshal service workforce continues their important work in transportation security. Of course, the U.S. Air Marshal Service did not respond to our requests for comment. It's a shame. When a plane flies into a skyscraper, Mr. Biden, this is all on you. But you see, the Biden administration is more focused on 77 Christmas trees that Jill Biden put into the White House to celebrate the people of the United States of America. I wonder truly how much money of your tax dollars the White House actually spent over the weekend decorating the people's house so that Jill Biden could say, look how pretty I made the White House, Joe. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars and man hours were put into decorating the White House when we have runaway 40-year high inflation, a looming recession, which we've already been through a small recession, six months of zero or negative GDP growth earlier this year, that the White House says, well, it really wasn't recession. It was. Meanwhile, the White House is being slammed for pledging to keep a close eye on the misinformation they claim is being spouted on Twitter. Funny, the White House didn't give a damn about misinformation being spread on Twitter when the Democrats owned that company. The little black gay lesbian press secretary of the White House, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is facing new criticism for saying that the Biden administration is, quote, keeping a close eye, unquote, on Elon Musk's newly acquired Twitter over concerns about the spread of so-called misinformation and the alleged incitement to violence on the platform. Karine Jean-Pierre, her comments was made at a press briefing which sparked by a question from Reuters reporter Andrea Shalal, who asked about Twitter becoming a, quote, vector of misinformation, unquote. Shalal says they wonder what tools the administration has and who at the White House is actually monitoring Twitter. Jean-Pierre, in one of her usual eye-blinking, head-nodding, never-looking-at-the-camera-or-the-person-who-asked-the-question rants, rambling word salad, said, quote, This is something we are certainly keeping an eye on. Look, we have always been very clear that when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility to make sure that when it comes to misinformation, when it comes to the hate that we are seeing, that they take action, that they continue to take action. And we are all keeping a close eye on this. We are monitoring what is currently occurring. We see it with our own eyes of what you all are reporting and just for ourselves what is happening on Twitter. But again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms from being used by any user 
to incite violence, especially violence directed at individual communities, as we have been seeing. And the president have been very clear on calling that out. He'll continue to do that. And we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Social media users quickly zeroed in on the press secretary's ominous statement about the administration keeping a close eye on Twitter. Brian Dean Wright, a conservative commentator and former CIA officer, tweeted, These are the words of a regime, not a republic. The House Judiciary GOP tweeted, Why is the Biden White House scared of the First Amendment and Elon Musk? Aliyah Shapiro is the director of constitutional studies at the Manhattan Institute. She said, Karine Jean-Pierre's comments likely violate the Bill of Rights. The statement sounds ominous and is likely a First Amendment violation in and of itself. Jim Herson is a New York Times bestselling author. He's also an attorney. He encouraged the Biden administration to, quote, keep an eye on the border, unquote, instead of being a big brother and watching Elon Musk's new company, Twitter. Isaac Shores, the National Review reporter, says this is a really weird thing for the White House press secretary to say about a company against which there are no criminal allegations. Tim Young is a conservative author and a comedian tweeted, The White House hates free speech. Brett Weinstein, an evolutionary biologist and a former Evergreen State College professor who rose to prominence in 2017 after he refused to take part in that college's day of absence for white people, suggested that the Biden administration has grossly overstepped its authority by attempting to censor political speech on a private platform. Weinstein tweeted, The strongest argument against free speech on Twitter has two parts. One, it's private and so not bound by the First Amendment. And two, there is a higher standard that could limit the downside of free speech on Twitter. It fails when the executive branch takes an interest. First Amendment now applies directly. It also fails on one attempt to create a standard of misinformation that might be excluded. Weinstein continued, As soon as you attempt that, you are creating a political weapon. In other words, who decides what is true is a question with no good answer, as recent events have made plain to see. In the third tweet, conclusion, the case for censorship of claims and facts is simply fatally flawed. There may be or there may not be things worth barring, but regulating the flow of ideas based on whether they are true is insane and dangerous, and the executive long ago violated the public-private boundary. And this is important, so I'm going to continue. Brandon Leslie is the editor-in-chief of Florida's Voice, and Brendan Leslie accused Democrats of being fascists. Leslie wrote, The federal government is keeping a close eye on Elon Musk for simply allowing free speech that the left is projecting? They are the real fascists, the left is. Dave Rubin, host of the Rubin Report podcast, says, Absolutely insane watching the machine go after Elon Musk for defending free speech. The whole exchange is kabuki theater, from the ridiculous leading question by the journalist to Karine Jean-Pierre's obviously pre-planned response. Even Elon Musk himself responded to Rubin's tweet, Why are there so many in the media against free speech? This is messed up. Remember, prior to Musk's takeover of the platform last month, Twitter had long been accused of bias against conservatives. And the Biden administration never once not a single solitary time voiced any concern whatsoever. The double standard is, of course, alive and well, my friends. You might recall that Twitter, before Elon Musk's takeover, infamously censored the New York Post's Hunter Biden laptop story 
weeks before the 2020 presidential election and suspended the accounts of conservatives like Jordan Peterson, Donald Trump, and others, while allowing the Ayatollah of Iran and the Chinese government propagandists to remain on the platform. The double standard, the hype, the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party and the Biden administration right there on display for everyone to see. What an absolute joke. What a mess this administration actually is. Folks, good to be back on the microphone. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? I don't care. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech, the freedom to say what you feel. While we still have such a thing, it looks like the Biden administration is trying every day to erode your freedom of speech and freedom of expression. You had a chance. You had a chance in the midterm elections, people, to vote those Democrats out of office, but you stayed home because you believed the lies on the television that it was going to be a great red tsunami, and it's sprinkling outside, a little drizzle, so I don't feel like going to the polls. I'll let some other Republicans vote in the new red wave. They lied. There was no red wave because you stayed home. You have no one to blame but yourself. That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye for now. This program is copyright 2022, the Truth Hurts program. Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Mm -hmm.